your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. It's a Wednesday, and it's a Science Wednesday. Mrs. Photon, yep. do we have, can we go Mrs. Photon? We, can, that? we can absolutely do that. That's fine. <laughs> Newly married, Spencer Wilkin in studio with me. We're going to talk some science. We got some local, I guess, I mean, is birds... Birdology is a ornithology. <laughs> ornithology yeah, we can say it's local. A, I mean, that's everything is everything is science, right? Like everything. If you anything, it's got there. an ology. Whatever it is, it has an ology. I think spelunkology <laughs> is like the study of caves, caves right? Yeah, spelunking. Yeah, spelunking. spelunking. There are some caves uh, pretty close to here in Minnesota that you can believe in harmony that you can go and explore. I've never done it. Why haven't I ever done this? But terrible way to promote that, whatever the place is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, you can use this in your next ad. We don't know how the caves operate, so good luck. But let's just do a, a quick rundown of what we want to talk about today. We we can go from, from space to the earth to underground and to the air, really. Like, but, All right, so s- space news. All Give right, me- so there's one story that I, I am particularly excited about. And, okay, and not excited. I just want to share with the world the Beetlejuice debate, the great Beetlejuice debate about a star in space that's doing weird things. And I, I just want to talk a little bit about because it it's kind of funny how scientists are handling this. Okay, well, you can't you can't just say the Beetlejuice debate because everyone just goes, oh, the '80s movie Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That that's the first. <laughs> oh thing. no, you said it. No. Yeah. Well, I, you have to do it in a mirror. I believe it's, it's been a while since I've seen Beetlejuice. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out who the main actor of Beetlejuice is, but now I'm on like Alec Baldwin. That's the first guy. These <laughs> must be Gina Davis. Oh yeah, Gina Michael Keaton. That's Michael that's who, Keaton. That's who Beetlejuice is. So when you were telling me this before the show, the idea that the star Beetlejuice was named after the movie or vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah, I so it was I misspoke. Vice versa. It's vice versa. So Beetlejuice is actually named after the it's it's uh, it's a English Englishization English English version of an Arabic name meaning the giant's shoulder. Uh, because it's in the shoulder of the constellation yeah, Orion. And if, and if you read this, the great Beetlegeese. It looks like Beetlegeese. Yeah, Beetlegeese. Speaking of geese, we'll get into that in a minute. And that's minute. where the movie got its name from, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Um, anything else space-wise? Uh, I think I just I want to make sure everyone knows the big dates coming up with different space things. So I'll definitely be sharing those those deadlines. So when you need to look up at the sky and see things, you don't miss. I, I think Elon Musk just brought his rocket down, too, from two years in space the the spacex rocket i just saw i didn't want to i don't want to look at in fact i had to look up if who owns spacex because one owns one of the billionaires owns spacex and the other billionaire owns whatever. well there's three now there's uh what virgin airlines guy oh yeah owns one uh jeff bezos is now going into space elon musk said space that's old news i want to go into social media yeah, social media. And yeah, he's going from space to uh, tunnels underground to social media. Um, all right, with a so, brief stint with fire in the meantime. <laughs> uh, we need automated cars. This brought, I brought this up yesterday on the show, or two days ago on the show. We need automated cars. We were talking about drunk driving, and Whew, just and, and, and it got me thinking about like the amount of people texting and driving, and and then just you know if we had car self driving cars, how much. How much work could we we could punch in right when we leave for work because we could I mean you remote work you could remote work in your car on your way to work. We uh, are not promoting the act of doing work more than you have to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, a couple other things. Uh, speaking of driving, it's snowing outside. Uh, so woo climate, uh, it's happening all around us right now. We have uh, other big updates with Earth's population. A, a story that was actually released the fifteenth. You probably heard about it. It's it's very interesting how this is going to impact. 
Earth in the long run. How we've hit the the eighth billion babies eighth, about to be born or is billion. born. Yes, they. Eight, I eighth think billion. That's a weird way to say that. Eight billionths. No, that doesn't sound right. Do you do you name your baby if you're the eighth billion baby born? However, we quantify that. I, I don't know who's counting. Like how. It's that one. <laughs> so you, what would actually, you name, it's a contested thing. What I, would you name your baby? What would I name? Like billion-y? 80? Bil- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just it's got to be eight in billion somehow. Like just, a, I'm sorry. There you know, I'm name sorry. the kid. I'm so sorry. You are... Overpopulation. Uh, that's what you name her. You come here over. Carrying capacity is over, what your name over is. Over here. I'm talking to the baby like it's a dog. Um, <laughs> all right. So there's we, we're going to surpass eight billion people mm-hmm. on Earth. Another um, really fun story I really want to talk about is this weird meat Weird meat. Yeah, we don't have fake. This isn't fake meat. Like we're adding like squash plants. and weird plants. And, no, and this is real animal cells. So there's a weird meat story we're going to get into, which could change the game in terms of animal cruelty, I think. <laughs> yeah, and ethic. then locally for those birdies out there, you got to get to the upper Mississippi River National Wildlife and Fish Refuge or go to the other side of the river and go to Brownsville and check out the tundra swans, which you're a big fan of. I, I think they're awesome. They're like geese, but pretty. That's Spencer Wilkin. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. In studio with me is Mrs. Photon, Spencer Wilkin. Got to play the weird science. We're just going to go all weird science today. I, I'm all we're, for it. We're talking science today on Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, just gave a, a quick recap. Oh, no, a quick preview. The recap will come later in the show, but a quick preview of what we're going to talk about today. But let's go Let's go to space and let's just talk about some of the... Not. We're not going to do... Elon Musk SpaceX rocket and why it was up there for two years. That does seem very weird to me. But um, you want you they have just this forgot thing to about, bring it down. That's it. They just left it up there. He forgot. He, brought, <laughs> he probably brought Twitter and then he was like, "Oh, oh shoot, I don't have the money to bring it down." No, there's no way. Oh to shit, do we leave something up there? Like, also, on the flip side, Jeff Bezos has said he's going to give away all of his money. Oh, I saw that. I, that's the very same time he's laying off like tens of thousands of workers at Amazon plants. So yep. if you want to give away your money, maybe give it away to the workers that are working at your plant instead of yep. laying them off jobs. So yep. Anytime uh, I read a story about like billionaires trying to philanthropize, I just roll my eyes because hey, you shouldn't have ever accumulated a billion dollars. But that's not what we're talking about. We can do that later. Um, space. Okay. Be- do you want to do Beetlejuice? Is that what? Yeah. I, I, I just, I just want to tell you about what's happening with this star. Why do we care about this star? Okay. So this star, I, I care about this star because it's weird. So it's, it's a, it's a star. You, you can see it. It's the tenth brightest star in the sky. So if you go out and look, you can find it. It's in the shoulder of Orion. Why this star is weird. Uh, so in late 2019, I was actually still in my physics classes. This was a hot topic. Uh, the star started dimming. And not just by a little bit, but like sixty percent dimmer. So that's that's very noticeable. It was it was near, oh, over half of his brightness had been lost. Couldn't it have been just someone was closing the curtain on the viewpoint of the, <laughs> oh, the telescope? Yeah, like how telescope got dirty, pigeon poop. Yeah. Um, no, well, oh boy, did they try to figure out? They're like anything. They were they were like, is the star about to explode? If if Beetlejuice does explode, it's currently a red supergiant. Um, uh, we At wouldn't. what stage of that is red supergiant means if if our sun went red supergiant, what ha- what is happening? Oh, uh, we would be dead. Because uh, so it, it means... would have engulfed the earth already? Yeah. Or it would have burned up the earth before it even engulfed it? Uh, would it have grown so so wide that it would have taken some of the planets? Yeah, so what's happening when a star goes supernova is the, igni- the fusion reaction inside 
the star stops working as it's supposed to, and it doesn't support the uh, star as it. So it, that's what keeps our star from collapsing. Gravity is uh, being pushed back by nuclear explosions happening at the core. Well, eventually the star doesn't have the same amount that will cause the star to slowly shrink. Okay. Uh, that's the first stage that'll happen in about five billion years for our star. Is that where Betelgeuse maybe was? It's the, the next the step. Okay. So once it co- collapses, that reignites the center, right? The, the pressure reignites the center and it causes it to fuse bigger elements. It's kind of like when you smush all the charcoals in the fireplace together and maybe the... And it starts a bigger fire? Yeah. Literally that. It's like that. I mean, not quite. It's more like if you pushed all the charcoal together and it turned into diamonds and the diamonds exploded, but... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was also hot the whole time. Um, So, but yeah, it's it's the same thing. Uh, And so, close. Um, And then, so it explodes and that, that actually will expand to about Earth's orbit. So, if you look at Betelgeuse, it is currently in its... It's it's dying throws. It's already collapsed and then re-expanded. Its core is fusing high elements, um, and it'll go all the way up to iron, and then eventually iron will no longer be able to fuse. You can't push iron together, and it will just die beautifully. That's what creates those beautiful pictures that you see in Hubble um, of the supernova. So Are people like Jones not there yet. to get the George is it George Webb? No, that's James, the hammer. Right. I did James, James Webb. Webb. James Webb. Uh, I don't even know if there are George Webbs anymore in Milwaukee area. Uh, there was one in, in, in where I grew up too. Um, James Webb. Are, are people just dying to get that? Are, are we seeing that too? Are, are they turning it so the, they can? The, the James Webb isn't. I don't think it's looking at uh, the star. But okay. uh, And whatever happened is done now. That's why it's so weird. It it went dim and then stopped. So scientists were thinking, oh, maybe some dust passed through it, and that was the explanation they gave us right around 2021. Um, and, and that was kind of the leading theory until I heard about a new theory that, uh, came out today, or I guess yesterday, uh, very recently, um, where they're like, what if a black hole actually passed next to the star, uh, and kind of pulled it away from its core, right? So, uh, whenever the moon goes around earth, it creates tides. That tide is just the moon pulling on earth, causing it to stretch, uh, well, if you do that to a star, you're stretching the material away from the core and that cools it off. I just watched a terrible Amazon Prime movie about like the moon being destroyed and it, it ro- like rocking the earth. Yeah, so, well, if that it, happens, it, it, it had moon in the title, but yeah, don't watch oh, it. Is that, is that the one that just like recently came out? It's like not like Zach Galifianakis in it, but the one that looks like him. I, 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 I kind of want to forget about it. That's fair. All right. <laughs> um, anyways, they uh, they think a black hole might have passed next to this star. And so what I'm trying to impress upon you is scientists don't know what happened. And so whenever you get a weird thing like this, something limited, something where the, the pictures are, are limited, we can't go back in time and look at it again, that's where scientists just go ham. They're like, what could have happened? And they just come up with nonsense. I mean, it's not nonsense. It's cool. But any possible thing that could have made this star dim within the very limited knowledge we have, they're just sending it. And so dust is one of them. Black hole. Uh, I think when your coworkers mentioned aliens dropping debris in front of the star, I'm down for it. Um, Anyways. If this star does go supernova or already has things where we would have had to have a telescope on it for like a couple decades to find out what actually happened because y'all got to be looking at it because yeah you you got to be looking at it and the thing happened so long ago like whatever happened already happened (laughs) so whatever happened would have happened uh well it's it's, a weird concept to try to wrap your head around it's not easy anything you're looking through a telescope like way deep into space 
You're also looking way deep into the past, so to speak. Correct, right. because light takes time to travel. Yeah. And so uh, this uh, star is 548 light years away. So light will have, it takes 548 years for light to travel uh, to Earth. So whatever happens there, it could have already exploded. It could have already gone supernova. We don't know yet, uh, but when we do see it, it'll look about... It'll be windier. It'll, well, <laughs> we won't feel any effects, <laughs> but well, other than neutrinos, but we'll see it. Moonfall. Moon, moonfall. That's, and I think it was on Prime, and uh, you could see the moon fell. Into so, Earth, yeah, we would, we would die, right? Like, okay, <laughs> did not everyone just die? I don't like, know if it. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't exactly remember the premise of why the moon fell into Earth. I won't do any spoiler alerts, but yeah, because we talk about like the dinosaurs dying from a meteor impact, mm-hmm. the meteor would not have been as big as the moon. No, it was need to be. It was a little, a little smaller, still sizable. But anyways, I just if you want to know how scientists have fun, they find unknowns and they get weird. And and then they have to hypothesize because they obviously are looking into the past. All right, is there was there another space? Yeah, there story? was. I just want to. I want everyone to know what's happening in space. So just recently, there was the lunar eclipse. And well, I'll just say Spencer Wilkin. I didn't. I didn't even do this. You're the UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator. Yeah. Uh, so, you are also Mrs. Photon, but also the UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator. We'll talk about that in a, in a in a couple of minutes. But all right. So why did this guy? I'm I'm reading your notes. Oh, the lunar eclipse. Yeah, that thing. Get up real early in the morning. Yeah. So to if, see if the you moon did it, or don't not see the moon, right? Like some. So some some people didn't do it. Uh, it was a couple, so a couple days ago, lunar eclipse, five a.m. The next one is going to be March fourteenth in twenty twenty five. The one visible viewable from the U.S. And so if you're like me and you want something before then, this weekend, this Friday, there is a meteor shower, the Leonids meteor shower. So look to the constellation Leo, and you will see them. Kind of that's where they originate. That's where they get their name from. This Friday, it's a peak. Why are we having a meteor shower? So that's a cool question. Ah. So whenever Earth passes through, so asteroids, they go around in space, they do orbits, they leave dirt trails. Um, And so Earth is orbiting through space and they pass through one of those dirt trails. It's like passing through a bunch of insects on your windshield. Because we talked about meteor showers in the past and you, you were explaining that when you see, quote unquote, a shooting star, so to speak, which is actually just something hitting our atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's that a, thing is a, the size of a grain of sand or smaller? Yes, yeah. So most shooting stars are actually smaller than uh, about the size of a grain of sand. People think of them as really big. And there are some that are like fireballs that can be like baseball sized. Mm-hmm. But most of them are actually very, very small. What What if the moon just like, just, just buzzed, <laughs> as buzzed the tower, so to speak, buzzed the atmosphere? That would, that what would that be? Uh, it would be terrifying. <laughs> Bright. I can't get over Moonfall. And I didn't even just watch it. I didn't even just watch it. Did you like just put it on like casually in the background? Or no, did you like, I like, I like sit and watch no, it? No, I watched it because I'm into all nerdy, not even nerdy, just sci-fi. Anything sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like Jupiter Ascending. You ever see that one? No. Nope. With the guy from, um, Ma- is it Magic Mike? Do you remember? Wait, Ma- Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum is like this uh I sound way too excited for that. I'm not actually excited about Channing Tatum. And he's a terrible actor in the G.I. Joe movies as well. But like he's he's got abs for days. He's the hero in this uh, sci-fi movie called Jupiter Ascending, which is terrible. Like Rotten Tomatoes, probably like Google it. Like Jupiter Ascending, the Rotten Tomatoes score. But I will watch any and all the dumb sci-fi movies and usually come out. At the end and go, yeah, I like that. Jupiter Sending is one of them. Mm-hmm. Moonfall, though, is so pretty bad. I, I will even say, like, I probably will. I would maybe watch it again, but I'm not sure if I would. 
But Jupiter Ascending, I've watched multiple Jupiter, times. Jupiter, wow, a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that audience, though? Because audience is... So I always go audience because the highfalutin um, That's, critic scores on sci-fi movies, just not doing not, it for they're me. Too, too, well, 38 from audience. 38 from audience. Yes. See, that's, yeah, because, because the audience is like, I'm going into this knowing I'm watching a Channing Tatum sci-fi movie that's going to be terrible, and we'll even see if it meets my terrible expectations. And then when it doesn't, you get a 38, because those people want to see the movie. I, like, if I, I want to sit and watch a mindless sci-fi movie, which almost sounds like an oxymoron, I want to still, I want to ha- enjoy the ride. I think one of the best sci-fi movies I ever watched was Arrival. That was really good. It's got like a 90-something. That's a three-hour movie, though. It's so good. Is that the one where they talk? Yes. They just gotta learn they just, to communicate with the aliens. They just bring out the whiteboards like through the glass, mm-hmm. like through the like whatever. Um, I'm watching another one on Prime. I'll have to, you know what? I'm gonna have to. It's called man. What is it called? I can't remember any of these movies. I just finished. It was a season, um, and essentially they have a teleporter to another, to a teleporter in their backyard in the shed in the. That sounds it, very Netflix. And it and it no, it's on. It's it's Prime. It's a Prime movie. I'll I'll oh. get it in a minute. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to make a joke. Well, Prime has, Prime has uh, in, in, well, we talk about Jeff Bezos, right? Like, mm-hmm. He has unlimited amounts of money to spend on whatever he wants. So like, hey, we're just going to make all the dumb <laughs> movies. We're going to get all the people on the TV. We're going to get all the people shopping here. And we're going to buy all the sports teams. So yes. That's, that's oh, he did of, buy a sports team. I know he's working on it. I think he's working on buying the Washington professional football team is what I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they technically the commanders. Did, they did change their name. But I'm just going to keep going with professional football team. So. Anyway, that's Spencer Wilkins. She's the UW Lacrosse political political <laughs> UW Lacrosse. I'm, I have polit- too many political science professors. Uh, UW Lacrosse outreach specialist. Um, yeah, do we we got like two um, a minute here. Do you have any off the top of your head? I don't think you wrote this down, but you have anything coming up? Oh, I always uh, do this. You know, yes, when it, in so, terms of what parents get your kids going, and then there's also things for parents going on. Yeah, so parents get your kids going too. Uh, we have hands on science registration will be opening in February. Um, The biggest upcoming event is the Encaustic Painting in February. This is for adults. It is a very, very cool art program we host every year where you get to come make art with hot wax uh, and just have fun. I mean, we've got like three spaces left, I think, now. Yeah. I mean, all the professors and admin from campus are like, we're doing this. And then we have a couple adults that have. Just miscellaneous community this members. This thing for the public is uh, filled up by UW Lacrosse <laughs> faculty. <laughs> they know it's good. They yeah. know it's good. And they're just like, it's such a fun time. So please check out the Encaustic Painting Workshop. I just feel like if it fills up, then you need to do what Charlie Barron's did and open up a second show. You have to have a second Yes, day. 4 o'clock and 7 p.m. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be back after this. Upgrade your... Yeah, that's where they make the uh, the girlfriend, right? right? Yeah. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk BM. Watching uh, the Weird Science video. Boingo, boingo. Which is bringing up all kinds of memories of an adolescent child. <laughs> Teen? Yeah. Child's a weird word to associate at all with this movie. It's so strange. You could say it's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they make, a, they make a girlfriend who's particularly attractive. So, <laughs> Nerds right. everywhere wondering, is it possible? We'll find out. Speaking of weird, let's uh, let's talk about climate change. It's a terrible segue. Oh yeah, climate change is uh, weird, weird new though. meat. We'll oh, t- we, we can talk about weird, weird new meat. It is it meat. is actually does fit really well with 
the conversation of using resources. So okay, so yeah. we'll, we'll bring this back. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't done that yet. We we we're gonna hit eight billion people on Earth. One of these babies is gonna be named eight billion. Yeah. So it was actually, I think, one of the ones that I saw was in the Philippines. Uh, but most there's not really like an official like person usually because some countries will compete for that. Um, but I I saw one that was in the Philippines uh, where they have like a little symbolic cake um, that literally just says symbolic eighth billionth person. We uh, we do this in lacrosse to a very minute extent when we have the first baby born on New Year's. Oh, do so we? That's we, cool. We actually want to. I, I don't know if there's they're they're competing. I don't know if the Gunderson doctor is like, <laughs> come on, push, push, twelve. <laughs> 11, <laughs> 10, you got to do it. We got to be our first baby. <laughs> and then the male doctors are like, no, come on, baby. If they have like a ready, all right, Gunderson, Mayo, you guys got to let us know if there's a competition. Or they're illegally doing C-sections just to have that baby really, come out. You know exactly. That's dark. That's like, we're like, we're going to hit those numbers. Uh, <laughs> we, we so need, help us. We need the New Year's Day headline of first baby born. We didn't get, we haven't gotten it in four years. Um, but no, okay, so we have the eight, eighth billion baby is going to mm-hmm. be born. And a lot of the stories, I think one on wisdomnews.com is uh, it's not so much about eight billion people being born. It's about eight billion people and how they consume the earth, essentially, right? Like what what kind of energy we're, we're consuming. Essentially, mm-hmm. everything is energy, right? Yep. Like we're all consumers there, whether we're expelling it or ingesting it. Or driving with it. Or, driving, or heating or our homes. Or not paying attention while driving with it. Yeah, or letting the... Drive, let the energy drive itself. So uh, I think there's a, there's a couple major shifts happening uh, with the way resources are, are being spent. Um, Energy-wise, I know everyone's been hearing, everyone knows electric cars are, are very big in the conversation, uh, but food is a critical aspect. So as far as our like biology predictions of Earth's carrying capacity um, suggest, 8 billion is not like some crazy, you know, precipice number. Earth is totally able to carry that number. Uh, it can it can handle eight billion. It can people. Handle it can handle nine billion. Um, like a four bedroom apartment could handle eight people. Yeah, t- yeah. Everyone you gets know, two two a bed. Yeah, or they get twins like Dick Van Dyke. It like or if two they're beds. kids, yeah, you do double bunk beds, <laughs> then you can do you can do so many more. Yeah. Um. Uh, but 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 not so much. It can't carry eight billion people if. If you things know, keep going poorly. Well, four billion of those people are in a desert. Know, Ameri- <laughs> well, four billion are in a desert, but the other four billion are Americans and they're using way more like ten times the energy of the other people. There's a there's a there's balancing a, effect here, but we actually did a uh, there was this, this really cool online um thing that'll allow you to see like how long Earth's resources would last if you live life like X country, like a person in X country. Yeah. America's not great. We produce a lot of waste and we use a lot of uh, sources compared to other countries uh, individually. So if everyone lived like Americans do, it would it would not be sustainable. But yeah. that's not how it works. Um, everyone lives differently at this time, and um, because of such, you know, eight billion is not. I mean, it's not gr- great, but it's not bad. I think I think the last projection I remember seeing as Earth carrying capacity is about ten billion and nine billion. Is I think like what fifteen years from now is when they expect us to hit nine oh, really? billion. Yeah. So uh, the the time between seven billion to eight billion. So we hit seven billion in two thousand eleven, um, and the, so that was that many years ago. And so to nine billion, the population growth is actually slowing. I was just going to say I, I keep reading stories about hey a like 
um, the the average age of death keeps going yes, down, up, which is or up. Uh, down. Yeah, average age of death is well, higher. Then, they 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 are oh, dying because yeah, in so, the U.S. it's lower. Well, like so U.S. did lower, but yeah. the global age um, is is actually projected to increase by like five years. Yeah, because every other country that's you know comparable to the U.S. has healthcare <laughs> nationalized, and therefore they don't have to think about it. Anyway, uh, different different show. Yeah, topic. so outside of the United States, a lot of countries are seeing. Uh, a general tr- trend uh, increasing the average life expectancy and a decrease in the number of children everybody has. So between those two things, uh, population growth is steadying out, which is going to cause the jump from 8 billion to 9 billion to perhaps be slower than the jump from 7 billion to 8 billion. Yeah, trying to wrap your head around what a million is versus what a billion is is, is a like, pretty crazy number. When, mm-hmm. you, when you become a millionaire, the millionaire, that's a lot of money. But to get to the billionaire part is exponentially so much more. <laughs> I mean, Obviously, a million to a billion, but it's, it takes so much longer. So when you're going from seven billion to eight billion, like you said, it took uh, what uh, eleven years. If you said 2011, so mm-hmm. 2020, 22, I can do that math. But ma'am, we went from you said seven to eight, seven to eight billion, seven to eight billion. Okay. Uh, yeah, from I think but we were, now I think it's we're going 2011. to take fifteen years to get the, the next to the next billion, next billion mark. That's are what they, we predict. Are they factoring in climate change there, and how, um, how like in fifteen years Florida will be somewhat underwater? And <laughs> so, I mean, I guess if you're cooped up inside because there's water all around your house and you can't leave, you know, that's what how, else are you gonna do? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Um, so, I, I where it, it comes from, experts uh, as well. I don't know exactly what they take into account whenever they're uh, doing that because I know certain countries like Japan, Korea, and the United States um, are seeing major decreases in population growth, whereas not true for every country. Um, but, I mean, across globally, there are seeing decreases, but certain countries are definitely carrying down that average more than others. I feel like they're not pr- projecting the life expectancy and factoring in what everybody talks about with climate change mm. because we're going to turn into Mad Max, that movie <laughs> Mad Max. I don't know if you've seen that. In by 2050, because the, all the projections are like by 2050, we need to be carbon neutral. We can't hit the what one point some degrees. Yeah, we are missing their current milestones. I know right now there's the uh, big climate uh, summit, right? G20 or G19. Yeah, where all, all the world leaders fly their private jets to a like a paradise to talk mm, about Indonesia. how they shouldn't be flying. Everyone else shouldn't <laughs> be flying private jets. Yeah, it's a uh, that is, that aside, it's not going too hot. They there's a lot of controversy specifically regarding the Russian-Ukraine war, and you're like, why does that have to do with climate? Um, They can't agree on certain terminology to put into their climate legislature, and because the the word war is so controversial, uh, there's worry that nothing um, substantiative substantial uh, is going to actually come from this summit, and that's not what we need right now, because uh, otherwise we're going to be stuck eating weird meat all the time. You really want to get to the weird meat I want to talk story. about the weird meat. Um, but but I, I guess I maybe I glossed over the fact that you said life expectancy is going from about 73 years old to 77 years old about by 2050. Years, four years increase, yeah. Yeah, four-year increase by 2050. That's where I go, wow, we're going to be we're going to be living four years longer in about 25 years, except that maybe it'll be a lot hotter here and water will be all full of PFAS and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, all right, so what, as very we very pessimistic. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, we might see Beetlejuice explode. Yeah, you know? that'll end it all, and we won't even have to think about it. because Technically, remnants, Earth will be unharmed. But 
Um, all right. UW Lacrosse, but uh, God, I did it again. UW Lacrosse Outreach Specialist Spencer Wilkins in here with me, Mrs. Photon. All right. When when we hit eight billion people, the the amount of consumption that happens with that many people is a stress on the earth, and some scientists are trying to de-stress that by not and and help the well-being of animals that mm-hmm. are in slaughterhouses and whatnot by instead of growing animals and then slaughtering them, we'll just grow the meat. In a, uh, like, how does this work? We're okay. just gonna. It, it, I mean, Wisconsinites should understand. Uh, it looks like a brewery. It, they have big metal tubs, um, you know, just racked all together, um, and they just brew cells and they just dump in uh, very highly specialized protein mixes to feed these cells, so they grow like muscle would. Um, specifically, they they start with a group of chicken cells as kind of like a starter, like a like when you make sourdough bread, you kind of have a starter. Then in this case, they're using cells from a chicken, um, and they just grow chicken breasts like a big meat bur- beer. And then they drain it all, and you are left with meat. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't work for this company. I don't have to make it sound good, but it does actually look just like meat because, unlike plant based thing, the only difference is it's not on a chicken. It is chicken meat. Well, when you say it's it not looks, on a chicken, when you say it looks like meat, well, the meat that we get looks like meat because mm-hmm. sometimes we're injecting it with colors and. And textures to make it look like like literal meat. We have to make look more like meat in mm-hmm. the store. You know, like you make the red in the hamburger red because if it's you, appetizing, it's right. what we expect. Right. They definitely have to do a lot of processing. It doesn't grow in the shape of a breast like a chicken. Right, like of we course. would cut it. Um, it just yeah, but well, the it McRib, can be made to love the, the McRib. McRib doesn't actually have ribs in it, even <laughs> though they make the shape of it like a, a rib, like there's rib bones in it, but there aren't. So like the it's that kind of manipulation. Yes, it is. Um, but it but it does have like the fibers that a muscle would because they grow it. It's not like like a slurry being pressed. It is also being grown. It if you rip it the, this meat up, it has muscle fibers. That's one of the big differences. Is this are we are we growing? The hero in the fifth element, is that what we're doing? Um, Miss Badaboom, Big Badaboom. Have you seen the fifth element? Orange hair. You I'm haven't fa- seen the fifth no, element. I've, I know the, I'm familiar with Bruce well, that's Willis. How we, that's how we come up with hers. It's like we put. Has she grown? Yeah, she grows in a, in a big tube and then like just from nothing. I can't remember exactly, but um, like, she comes from nothing. Essentially like, and then at the beginning you see that because it's all the muscle fibers and all that stuff. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it's like that. How but long does slower. it take to make, make a piece of chicken breast we you see now you're looking now so I, I gotta got, know I stumped you. I, stumped I, I, I don't know that I, yeah here i had it all committed to memory up to this point but americans eat more than 220 pounds of meat per person per per year so uh pretty good portion of meat compared to 193 pounds per year in the early 1980s so we're eating about 20 30 more pounds yeah there's definitely been pounds a, of meat i think that maybe i don't know if meat's like per in relation to inflation, has become more affordable or not affordable? That's a question. Yeah, that was always weird when hamburgers like three fifty a pound and like green beans are three fifty a pound, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> like one of these seems you have to grow the green beans. One to of these feed had the a hamburger. name. One of these had a name, and the other one was a green bean. <laughs> well, it's just the amount of work it takes to get a green bean versus the amount of work it takes to get to hamburgers. Seems like uh, maybe the hamburger should cost more. Uh, it's a it's a weird it's a weird um, thing to think about. Anyway, uh, you're still looking, huh? I, I don't. I don't have a time for how long it has to stay in the in the 
beer brewery. Well, how long are we here? How long before this is a company? Are we investing in this thing? Do we need to invest in it now? It seems like a game changer. Well, I did know that. I remember reading they got like a $10 million grant to start this. Um, and it's I think it was originally called Upside Company. So it's been around for a bit. They've been trying a lot of different things. This is a new product. But this company has been around for a while. Are people more apt to eat fake meat that is plant-based and... Is to me doesn't seem all that like plant. Impossible burger versus yeah, and then when I look at the grown? ingredients and I'm like, God, I don't know. I've had a nutritionist in here and I'm going to try to get a nutritionist back in here to kind of react. Ask some him of this. about this. This yeah, is super weird. Versus okay, so I'm going to eat the plant based burger that's just a bunch of like quote unquote plants and a bunch of other things in the ingredients that aren't plant based to make it a taste like meat, look like meat, and <laughs> and then be nutritious as mm-hmm. well, like meat. I Not guess, just maybe. like cellulose or whatever cell right, right. <laughs> not exactly healthy to me yes. versus uh actual growing meat. growing actual meat but what kind of things did they have to shoot into that well they to grow it or what you know what i mean like one of the, so one of the things that they talk about is they brought on biologists to supplement a chemical mix that matches what a body does they amino acids um I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. Somebody's whistling. Yeah, or screaming. Um, so, they, yeah, there was uh, someone. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so I sidetracked on that. Yeah, they actually brought together a biological mix to match the human bo- like the chicken body. That That's why this meat grows the way it does. So yeah. unlike having to add dyes and artificial things, they are trying to replicate biology as close as possible. And I should, I should talk, right? Because how are we getting chicken meat? Anyway, we're pumping their, they're <laughs> stuffing stuff down their throats, yeah. right? Like, this is the worst thing to talk to even so, start thinking well, about. If we are, I mean, we can't go a single show without mention. I will ensure that chickens are mentioned every show. So I think they are <laughs> adorable. Um, they're the best little birds uh, and so cool and adorable. But yeah, I think standard chicken farming is just a big old fl- flip off to nature. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to go from chickens to uh, turn to sw- swans to wrap up with Spencer Wilkin from Beauty Bell. There's a memory at Fanati's. There's a magic at Fanati's. Fanati's Not in Chocolate Shop has magic in every bite, like the magic of the holiday season with chocolate turkeys, creamy pumpkin truffles, chocolate-filled advent calendars, and chocolate gold coins for St. Nick to leave in good little children's shoes. Come taste the magic at Fanati's on Main Street, downtown La Crosse. Smooth jazz on a Sunday morning. If only every car felt like that. Then again, if they did, you wouldn't know what makes driving a Lincoln so special. An automobile that fits the tempo of your life, even if jazz isn't your thing. There's something about driving a Lincoln that's smooth. Drive a Lincoln and see for yourself. Only 20 minutes from Lacrosse. Sugarloaf Lincoln is your premier Lacrosse Winona area Lincoln dealer. See them on the sunny side of Highway 61 in Winona. Cooley Region Cooks, every Thursday from 10 to 11. Hi, this is Mike Hayes. I host that program and always look forward to it because we're pushing the envelope a little bit. My dad used to say, if you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong. You've got to eat. you got to figure out a way to make it fun and tasty for everybody in your family. That's exactly the goal for Cooley Region Cooks. I hope you can join us. Maybe we can help push the envelope in your family. And certainly we'll have fun in the kitchen. That's the goal. Cooley Region Cooks, Thursdays, 10 to 11 on Wisdom. Science, oh, magic and technology. Who does 
All right, just going to wrap up here quick with UW Lacrosse Outreach Specialist, Spencer Wilkin, Mrs. Photon, Weird Scientist. <laughs> um, all right, we got we got climate out of the way. We got space out of the way. We didn't get tundra swans out of the way. If you go down to the Brownsville, check out Mississippi River. They said they're, they don't know how long they're going to be out there. Uh, the Upper Mississippi National Wildlife Fish Wildlife and Fish Refuge. About 5,000 tundra swans were right in front of the Brownsville Overlook near Brownsville, Minnesota. On Sunday, we're starting to see ice on the Mississippi River with the continuing cold temperatures. It's hard to say how long it will take the river to freeze. But once it freezes, the, the, the swans will move on south, huh? Yep. So they are migra- uh, migratory birds, just like geese. Um, and so tundra swans are, are pretty common species. Uh, but you, there was definitely some some buzz about uh, a different species of swan that sometimes passes through Wisconsin and was just recently removed off the endangered species list called the trumpeter swan. Uh, they often go together uh, in, in big flocks. So if you want to go out and, and check out the trumpeter swans, uh, you will see them. Uh, and you might also see one of the more elusive trumpeter swans, uh, which was once again just recently um, taken off the list and was also had to like be reintroduced to Wisconsin in the 19. 19- 90s um and so that one's that's why this these kinds of things are so fun because you get whenever birds collect in these large groups you see birds that are otherwise quite rare and so ornithologists get super excited uh, and they'll they'll go out with their their uh, cameras and they'll let everyone know like oh i saw this species of bird that you know hasn't been seen in the state since like 10 years and that's these kind of events these large migratory events that bring those birds out to to everyone to see all so right. if you like that, that's your thing. All right. That's UW Lacrosse <laughs> Outreach Specialist, Spencer Wilkin. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today.